0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fallout Bar. Here from night three of the World Grand Prix, uh, myself, Jack Gar, joined by Mr. Charlie Hopper. Charlie, how are we doing, pal?
2: Yeah, um, great. It's great to be back talking darts again. Um, it's felt like a little bit of time since I was last on, so yeah, it's, um, it's yeah, it's nice to be back.
0: I'll say okay, it has been a while. It's been me and Dan for the last week, and I sat here last night at the end of the show and went, "By the way, everybody, Charlie's back tomorrow. We think he's hosting because." Dan will be back. I might be here Thursday, but I might not. Blah, 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 blah. And then Dan got offered a ticket to St. James's Park tonight to go and watch PSG Newcastle. And I was like, and my cup game got cancelled as well. Before anybody else, I was meant to be at Darts tonight myself. Uh, they managed to get two for a team that requires six in a cup semi final. So uh, my team are heading to back to back finals. Can't ask more than that. The other semi final was plagued by the fact they only had four. So they were finished short as well. I was like, what is going mm-hmm. on? How do you have a league where you have four teams in cup semi-finals and only two of them can pull aside? Absolutely ridiculous. Um, night three of the Grand Prix, though, uh, round two uh, underway. Student night in the crowd. I think that showed a little bit with some of the chants that we were hearing tonight. It wasn't great, was it?
2: It wasn't. Um, thankfully, the th- thankfully we got two contr- well two contrasting halves to, to the action. They... They seem to have the 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 nail biters and the and the sort of the ebbing and flowing of games at the start, and then the the sort of the the dominant performances towards the end. But yeah, again, the crowd just they just don't help themselves, do they? And it, and it gets to a point now where every, nearly every big tournament, we're talking about stuff that's going on in the crowd. Um, they just don't help themselves at all.
0: Yeah, indeed. There's plenty of debate about should it stay in Leicester or not, obviously. Uh, the home of the Grand Prix is usually uh, the City West in Dublin. That's been used for the last number of years. There is possible rumours of it returning next year, but we will have to wait and see. Uh, evening to everybody in the chat room. Tommy is in. He says, hi all. Uh, Matthew's in. He says, evening, guys. Joe's in. And G's just says, Gobby, what about Charlie? G's, Got... what about Charlie? You can't just leave the man hanging. He's back for the first time. Look how excited he is to be I back had in had on my own.
2: <laughs> I'd have been on my own. Had you have been busy, and uh, also Dan would have dropped the the uh, St James's Park bomb on us. So we would have literally. I'd have been just chatting to myself. If uh...
0: oh no, Boise's sat him doing socials oh. under report. I'd have made yeah. him do it, but brilliant. I've got him doing tomorrow, so I can go to the fair. So it's <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> brilliant. Um, indeed. Right, shall we talk some action on a night where? didn't really go too well for myself and Dan once again. Uh, We did say that Gary Anderson absolutely would not enjoy the pace of the game against Andrew Gilding. And the longer it went on, the more and more that seemed to be the case as the UK Open champ moved into the quarterfinals of the Grand Prix.
2: I I actually genuinely think, and and, and I'm expecting Andrew Gilding just to have a significant drop-off and it's just not happening. Like, I I feel for any player that draws him now in a major tournament because he just has a way of grinding out results um i, I mean you know i'm a, a big believer as as you are about gary anderson now being back and and i think this result doesn't doesn't derail that in a sense but the first set how he came out in such dominant fashion um and and cruised to the first set really you're thinking wow okay he's starting to lay he's, he's starting to lay the foundation and Andrew gildin just somehow found a way with, what, an 82 average in the second set. He just found a way to claw back momentum. And as you say, as the game progressed, that was what was Gary's downfall because he could not get to grips with the pace. And that's why Andrew gildin's so successful.
0: I mean, you've hit the nail the head there in that he's just grinding out results. Without being disrespectful, I don't think Gilden is playing anywhere near the level that we saw him win the UK Open with. I don't think we've seen him get anywhere near that level since he was exceptional on the floor. But he's not been producing that on the Pro Tour. He's not been producing that on the Euro Tour. But he is grinding out results now when he steps up on a TV stage.
2: I think I'm not even going to mention the P L, the two words, one beginning with P and one beginning with L, because I think everybody knows that they're going to have to get used to seeing him a lot, a lot more on our screens. Um, but yeah, even Even his, his, I mean, you know, again, the sets that Gary won were dominant. They were were dominant because there was a significant drop-off from Andrew Gilding. But for him to then get to a last set and then come through, I guess just shows that he still has it in the locker. But we all know that he's still got it because of what he did at the UK Open.
0: We do indeed. And look, he has been magnificent. The last week... On the Pro Tours, Gary Anderson was magnificent. The one problem is that he's then been tipped up a week. There were three players that have been tipped up all week. Dave Chisnoy exited in the first round. Gary Anderson was tipped up and he's exited in the second round. And the third one we're going to mention in the very next game as well because it hasn't gone quite to plan for him either. Um, stats then for you, check checkout percentage. I mean, Gary's been more efficient. He's 9 from 29, Gilding 9 from 34. Um, Gilding actually win on the maximum count. That's not what we- to see given the way they played, Carries had a better average, they've won the same number of legs, but all in all, that is set play, isn't it?
2: That is the beauty of set play. And there is other games that happen tonight in particular where you will look at it and you will say that is set play. That's why set play is so beautiful. Um, because of of the way that it can just ebb and flow, and you know, you can have moments in games which will win you a set. And then you can find that you'll be dominating a set and then end up losing. So, I mean, it wasn't the case necessarily tonight because when a player won their set, it, it, it was it was dominant apart from the second set when Andrew Gilden had to go through a last leg decider. The, the rest were were fairly dominant. But yeah, that is set play. Um, and again, it's it's just that's just the beauty of it, isn't it? That that it's that fifth leg that 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 proves the most important.
0: It is indeed. Right then, let's hear from Andrew Gilden. As ever, full interview available on the channel, but here is a short snippet of what he had to say in his post-match press
1: conference. <laughs> Why not, eh? Um, who knows? How would you assess your game form
0: since winning that TV title, and how's things changed for you since then?
1: I've been fairly consistent. I mean, on the floor tournaments, I've been picking up a bit of money here and there. Fairly consistent, really, but, I mean, the last couple of weeks, I had a, had a bit of a cold, and I uh, thought... I'm not going to do much this this week, really. Still pinch yourself when you get introduced as the the UK Open Champion at the walk-on. Yeah, yeah, that was was crazy. I never thought I'd win a major.
0: Neither did we, Andrew. Neither did we. (laughs) But fair enough, Andrew Gooden, the reigning UK Open Champion, could potentially uh, be on his way to a second major of the year. And then surely that would be up for discussion. At the moment... He's just not a character that the PDC will select off the UK, but I'm sorry, he's not. Danny Knoppert won it, who is far higher ranked the year before, has that international appeal as well, wasn't selected. I don't think Gildin's in the conversation yet. He is one of those players that absolutely will have to force the hand of the PDC selectors. Next up, uh, another player who was tipped for good things this week, and after the first set, you could be forgiven for getting carried away, as maybe I was when I was tweeting that he looked brilliant, perhaps the best he's looked, even better than when oh, he won the video World Championship. I could see him going all the way. Um, again, though, this is the beauty of set play because if this is legs, the way that Bunton started this match compared to the way that Schindler starts this match, there is absolutely no way Stephen Bunton lets Martin Schindler back into this match. He just no. keeps him at arm's distance the entire way. He keeps plugging along. He keeps doing what he has to. It's just, right, I'll get in, I'll stay ahead. Like I know Schindler's gone on to win more legs, but I think that's the pressure of sets building and, and dropping behind the first leg of a set and then you're under more and more pressure. If this is leg play, I'm absolutely convinced, even though the performance dropped off from Bunting and Schindler's got remarkably better. He was averaging 50 after two legs, still averaged 88. That if, without set play, Bontin walks away with us comfortably. However, Martin Schindler was brilliant in fighting
2: back. That, again proves why it's such a great format, as you touched on there. I mean, similar, um similarly to the to the Gary Anderson game in, in the fact that both Bunting and Gary had flying starts. But again, what, what the beauty of it is, as you say, is if you're going into a game and and Bunting's averaging 104, whilst he's in that that moment on stage, that 3-0 becomes 5-0 or becomes 4-1 or whatever it becomes, he will take the momentum on. Suddenly, Martin Schindler's come out on the stage. He's been battered first set. He's off the stage already. He's back on again. He resets. He changes how he goes. And then he turns it around and he's going back in and it's one all again. And you're thinking, oh, OK, hello, this is this is a fight back. And then the 160 checkout in the third set, you're thinking, OK, this this, this could be on. For me, I think Stephen Bunton's been unbelievable and he's turning his, his his form around massively. And as you touched on, as I saw it on my Twitter feed as well when you when you mentioned it. And at that point I thought he'll 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 romp through. But that is set play. That is set play again. It gives you the chance to reset and then build and as Martin Schindler has done, weathered the early storm and then crawled his way back into the game and, and found a way to win.
0: There is something to be said about the TV breaks as well, isn't there? Because this was brought up uh, when Dirt van Dijverboer was on the lap cruising against Brendan Dola Obviously, we're talking about the fact that Bunton's blown away. They're off stage. They're back out. Gets a complete chance to reset. Now, all the players are fully aware when the TV breaks are. They know it's coming. They know it's after one set in the first round. They know it's one and two. Um, it's the number of our breaks Sky have to get in per night, by the way. I feel I'll explain that in a little bit more detail shortly. Um but it is a bit of a momentum killer, isn't it? When we see such impressive opening sets like we have done, Michael Smith was brilliant in the opening set in his first round. After the break, didn't quite live up to the billing. Dirk van Dijvenberg are the same. Stephen Bunton are the same. Like it is killing the flow of players who look so good in a format that can be so difficult.
2: Yeah, because they'll want a fast start. They'll they'll look to to make a fast start. And by the time, as as we saw in the first set with a 104 average compared to a 63 for Martin Chinler. Stephen Bunting will be walking straight back into the into the dressing room or wherever, and he'll be thinking, "Wow, what a start!" But he won't have wanted to come off the stage. Why would you? With with the way that he was playing, you'd want to stay out there. You'd want to keep throwing. You'd want to keep. You, you'd you had Schindler under the pump, really, essentially. You had him under your foot. You were you were you were pressing on in the game. Mm-hmm. So they know that it's coming. It, you know, we see it all the time. They know it's coming, but it is a momentum killer, and you always see that second set after where there's that lull that bit of a drop-off, and then they may pick it back up, as we've seen with Michael Smith. But again, that's probably what's helped Schindler massively in in terms of that he got the chance to get off the stage and then reassess where he's at and then come out fighting and and capitalise.
0: Indeed, indeed. Two more things to talk about in this game. First of all, is the change of equipment for Stephen Bunting, notorious for having the lightest Darts on tour. they still must be in contention for that. But he has moved up nearly six grams. He's up to 18 grams with a set he's been in the last couple weeks. He was brilliant on the Pro Tour, brilliant first round, brilliant for a set and a bit in this one as well. That's a change that seems to have helped him. But by contrast, this is one of the games where we have to question what the fucking hell were the fans thinking? Because singing 10 German bombers is just not on at a Darts game.
2: Yep, I'm afraid it it it's straight back to our point at the start again that that the fans just don't help themselves at all, and there is genuine people that will go to watch a darts match because darts tournament because they want to see the dart in action, and there are people who have no clue no clue what's going on and just want to go and have a drink and you know sing controversial chants and you know that's it's not on at all. Um, how they how do we combat this? Situation, I, I really don't know because, you know, how do you stop them from from chanting, you know, this and whether Martin Schindler heard them or not, or whether he, you know, he knew what was going on. I I, I hope not, only for the sake of him, because you know, as as you say, it, again, not acceptable at all.
0: Not acceptable at all. I was quite impressed with Shinna though, because actually his post-match, I'm not sure whether he just didn't hear it, didn't understand it or what. But the first thing he did was say thank you to the crowd. I was like, fair play, mate, because actually they've been on you for the entire game in some not very nice chance at all. And your first response is, ha let's do it again. So uh, fair play to Martin Shinna for that. But here is what the wall had to say in his post-match press conference.
1: Not thinking about that, to be honest. Now I'm going to enjoy that moment. It means a lot to me for myself as well and, like I said, going to take the day off tomorrow, going to drop that down, going to take that feeling, going to delete it in one way and then going to focus on the next one. Uh, I mean, not fear in a way of, like, human-wise, <laughs> but obviously, like, fear or respect in a uh, playing-wise, because he is a great player, he still plays really good darts, and I know that I'm definitely the underdog against uh, Gervin Price, and, um, I have to play at my very best to beat him. But, yeah, like I said before, I believe in it. I hope so. I can do that. If I don't, so be it. I, I tried my best.
0: Let's also discover the Martin And there is a predictor of the future. Because Gowin Price and Krzysztof Ratajski was still being played while he was being interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> Completely wrote off the Polish Eagle. There will be comments from me on that one very, very soon. Uh, but Gerwin Price, a solid job from him this evening. Um, seeing off for that like, never really at, at the same level once again tonight,
2: were they? Yeah, it, it, it's a result I would have predicted it before, um, before the game. But again, we're saying it again it's the beauty of set play. Every single set went the distance, and when it mattered, and he does it so many times, the Iceman just just finds a way to win those last legs, and and that was what. What you know, what was the difference between the two players? Not not massively high in quality or or anything. And we know that the Polish Eagle can produce a lot better. But again, when it counted, when he needed to win a leg, going price stepped up.
0: Is that an issue with Krzysztof Rotarski in that in the last few years we've seen him come close to some pretty big results, some pretty big wins and going deep in major tournaments? But that double 16 does tend to let him down at the complete wrong moments for the Polish Eagle, doesn't
2: it? It does. And you, you, you do want to eventually see it land. You'd love to see it land and, and you'd love to see him him take that next step. We always said this about Michael Smith, about how he could never get across the line. I don't think necessarily it's, it's getting across the line at the big, um, you know, the end of tournaments, because we've ne- not necessarily seen Christopher Ratajski that far deep to sort of talk about that. But... In games like today, when you need it most, it just didn't come for him. And, and you know, it's disappointing, but in that last set, 25%, two out of eight on the outer ring, mm, you know what I mean? So I think I think it's it's difficult for him. It will come good, but we're so accustomed to seeing the frustration on his face when the dart doesn't land in the double.
0: Indeed. By contrast, Owen Price hasn't really... Got out a second gear yet, I fear. He is one of only three players now to have made it through the opening two rounds of the Grand Prix without dropping a set multiple times. Phil Taylor's done it on a number of occasions, John Part three. Uh, this is Price's second attempt at doing so, without dropping a set to make it to the quarterfinal stage. And yet, I still feel like there's so much more to come from going Price in this format. You think back to that World Championship run, you think back to previous editions here in the Grand Prix, When he starts rocking it with double 20, he's ridiculously difficult to beat. Johnny Clayton had to produce a remarkable performance to stop him in the final two years ago. He just has that knack in this format of finding that double 20 because it is so important to him in in everyday play as well, in in normal straight up 501 straight in play. He relies on that part of the board so much. He's so familiar with it that at some point it's just going to click and he's going to blow someone away, surely.
2: I remember, I remember that very, very well watching, watching the World Championship campaign when he was so prolific on, on double tops, like scarily prolific. I don't even know what the stats are and how, how good he was, but you just knew that he was going to hit it. And that I think a lot of people will sit back and think, Gezi's not been pushed here. He hasn't been pushed once and he's still cruising through games in second, third gear. And he still has so much more to give. And for him it's exciting. For other players, it's probably quite worrying. But, you know, if it all clicks, should someone stand in his way and it clicks for him, he's still gonna blow the best players away. So I think they'll have they'll have to wish that there's an off day, that there's an off day coming. But as he builds now, he's building to to hit the right form at the right time.
1: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
0: Hi. There is. Martin Schindler stands in his way of a place in the semifinals, and either Michael Smith or Andrew Gilding denying him a spot in the final. This may not be the time to make that prediction, but I don't see how Gowen Price doesn't make the final from here.
2: I'd have to agree with you as well. I, I genuinely would, would have to agree with you. Um, I think he's got such a good opportunity to especially to kick on now. Um and you know, if he if he was to win it again, would I be surprised? Definitely no. Not. definitely not. Uh
0: Matthew makes a good point, and it was where I was gonna go with um Having a little bit of respect, I really didn't like that commentary tonight where they tried to refer to Christopher's Poland Rat rather than Christopher Tyskie. I thought it was a little bit offensive, and I didn't like it at all from from Wayne and Rod. And I, I hope that it doesn't stick, and I hope they've had a conversation elsewhere. And gone, actually, on reflection, in the moment, that wasn't the right thing to do.
2: You'd hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd hope so because. It's obviously got people talking. Like we're sat here talking about it. You know what? Half an hour, forty-five minutes after play is finished. Um, you'd hope that they'd probably reflect on it, and the next time that we see him on the on the big stage, is not is not referred to as that. Um, but I think probably you'd hope that in that moment it's been said, and then when they come back, they've clicked onto it and thought actually that wasn't that wasn't right. But yeah, one hundred percent. You know the right thing is 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 that that needs changing. I think ASAP.
0: 100%. Right, now let's hear from Gerwin Price in his post-match press
1: conference. Is England neutral town? Yeah, no, I'm I just concentrate on my own game. I know how well Martin can play. I know how well I can play. And If we both bring our A-games, then it's going to be a fantastic game for everyone. But fingers crossed, I can play a little bit or a lot better than what I did today and get through that game. But yeah, hopefully the English are behind me this time and the German are not here to support him. Anyone? I mean doesn't matter. You've seen Chizzy's been playing fantastic all this year. First round gone out, and probably people were saying he's one of the favourites to win this. I think you, you can't look any further than Michael Van Gerwen. I, I mean, I mean, he's he's always on, on his game no matter what. So yeah, apart from if I think I'm going to win myself, apart from myself, I think uh, you don't look much further than him. Interesting. He's
0: been saying it ever since his in form that. But... Michael and everybody else still knows that if I turn up and I play my darts, I'm still the best. And it seems to be that everybody stopped arguing with that these days, stopped trying to wind him up, accepted it and gone, actually, i will just try and take his coat off with kindness and catch him unawares because that seems to be the new plan. Instead of going, right, I'm going to have you, do not rile Michael Van Gogh up anymore because that monster inside of him appears to be back. We'll talk about him uh, shortly when we look ahead to tomorrow. I think we do have the final game of the night to discuss. uh, Michael Smith. Um, absolutely blowing away Brendan Dolan um, three sets uh, Dolan picked up just two legs tonight 15 points difference in the averages Michael Smith apologising to the crowd at the end of the game for it not being brilliant but a 90 average is one of the better ones we've seen today it was just a, a steady performance from Michael Smith without a great deal coming back at him
2: yeah and to be honest his drop off in the second set wasn't as bad as we've as we've seen with previous games tonight where 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 the where the, the average is so high and then the, the next average is so low so it was a, it was a fairly good demolition job from michael smith and for brendan dolan to stand any chance that's not the the, the michael smith he wants to be playing against and he just couldn't get a foothold in the game at all and that shows by only two legs in in the game. When 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 you're in that when you're in that position, you you know you, you you're struggling. Um, but you just have to take your hat off and say, well done. You know you were the, you, you you outplayed me from the start to the finish. Maybe it wasn't the best, but who cares at this point in time? You've got the job done. You're through to the next round. There's no real real issues about it. He just got the job done.
0: Do we think Michael's apology to the crowd at the end was a little bit of a deflection on the fact that actually this is the furthest he's been in the Grand Prix in 12, 13 attempts or something ridiculous for a player of his calibre?
2: I think well, when I watched it, it, it did genuinely look very much relieved. Um, I think that's probably got, you know... That monkey off his back, and and everyone will be talking about that stat, won't they? They'll be saying that you know this isn't this isn't the, the tournament for him. So I think he'll be he'll be relieved. Um, I think he'd have loved to have done it in a in a better fashion, um, in a in a more Michael Smith fashion, where you know everyone's sort of talking about him. But you don't necessarily need to be in that position at this stage in the tournament where everyone's talking about you because if you're just going under the radar just nicely, you know you just you just sit near the top, not doing too bad. Then for him I think he'll he'll be happy. Maybe it was a maybe it was just apology for I'm better than that. Um yes, I'm really relieved to get through, but I'm better than that to say sorry, or whether it was just a you know, the genuine thought of um, you know, the quality wasn't wasn't the best. But from either of player, but you know, that's just what we what we brought out on the stage. But again, he'll be he'll be he'll be a relieved man, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, as as under the radar as the world number one and world champion can be, by the way, there isn't too much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just trotting along and doing my job when you've got that attention. I mean, the feature they did before was pretty nice, but even then, he was talking about the Grand Slam. I was like, you're in the middle of the Grand Prix, you might prefer other formats, but now you're here. Get your head down, do a job. Because actually, if you're picking up prize money here the way Van Gerwen's playing, you can still hold on to your world number one status. That's going to be very tight now that we've got the busy back end of the year coming up.
2: Yeah, oh, one hundred percent. And you can just see, can't you, that this is not a tournament that he necessarily enjoys, and the stats would back that up. And that's you know that's something for for him to work on. But there is a real scope and opportunity for him to 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 raise more eyebrows if he can go deep and even win in the tournament. In a tournament he doesn't even like, he doesn't even talk about. And that would be remarkable. He doesn't
0: like after changing equipment and having a bad few months where you go. Actually, the loss to Barney. In the World Series, turned it around for me and suddenly I'm focused. If you can focus in that short period of time to go, right, I'm going to win a tournament I absolutely hate and get myself ready for the back end of the year. Look out, everybody else, because the world, the world, the Michael Smith that won the world championship was the best player in the world at the time. He was in four ranking, four major finals last year. He was consistently in them. He hasn't been to one as far as I remember this year so far. If he starts making them again now, he's doing it at exactly the right time does have andrew gilding to get past in the next round not sure i'll enjoy the pace of that one um but we'll see what michael smith can come up with uh we aren't discussing that though we are looking ahead to tomorrow's action the second half of round two uh where it remains uh best of five set prediction time one and all uh because i can see phil in the background but he hasn't given us michael smith's uh, interview. Yeah, it's still uploading. I saw your signal. Don't worry, you don't have to type anything. Um, so we'll play you that once we finish all the predictions. We will end with whatever Michael Smith had to say uh, in his post-match press conference today. Um, game number one tomorrow night then is the Battle of the Lukes. Uh, Luke Humphrey's one of the favourites to take this title, to take any title at the minute and finally get that monkey off his back. I say finally, This is only his third full year of major tournament cycle against the very very impressive first round performance of Luke Woodhouse, the player who literally got in it in his final dart uh, on the Euro Tour. Um, how do you see this one going, mate?
2: Yeah, it should be a good game. Um, I mean, if if history serves the game right, um, obviously just looking at sort of the the head to head between the two, the last two times they've both played each other, it has been dominant wins for Luke Humphreys. and and I see it being very similar. Um, tomorrow night, I would say three one. Um, I think he's going to beat Luke Woodhouse, and and you know I think he'll do that comfortably. Maybe not to the level that we expect, but you know I think he will do it to a level that that is good enough to get him past um, Luke Woodhouse without much of an issue.
0: Indeed, scoreline.
2: It'll be 3-1. three one.
0: Uh, three first one. First of all, scoreline. I'm going to chuck a cheeky little apology to Luke Humphries, although I'm not sure we played it. On Monday night or Tuesday night, whichever way around it was. I think he played too late in the evening. I can't remember. Uh, but part of his interview was talking about the Premier League. That was the only bit I had seen. It was the only bit apparently worth clipping. Uh, but he did state he didn't want to talk about the Premier League and was goaded into it anyway. So fair play to him for acknowledging that. It, it does make a nice change for him. Um, just stop talking about it. Ignore it. Yep. Get it in the back of your mind and like, leave it there. Uh, I, too, I'm going to go with Humphreys, though. I've been very, very impressed with Luke Woodhouse. I think he's got so much more ability than he's ever shown so far. There was that run at the World Championships a couple of years ago uh, where I thought he was brilliant. Does need to build on that, but I'm not sure Luke Humphreys is the man to do that against uh, I think 3-1 as well. I, th- I think that's a pretty, pretty good scoreline prediction. And that one, uh, Matthew's got Luke Humphries 3-1 and Bob's got cool Hand Luke 3-1. Also, uh, match number two is very, very intriguing. Uh, Peter Wright, who has enjoyed a little bit of a return to form of late. Uh, we saw an impressive Wednesday from him on the Pro Tour last week. Uh, solid enough opening round from him too. Uh, taking on the Top's destroyer, that is Ryan Searle.
2: It's, it's going to be a good game. Um, arguably, you know, it, it, it is up there. with. I mean, you can't even say arguably the game of the night because <laughs> it gets so much better after the first game. You get the first game out of the way and then we're right into the meat of the night. Um, I'm going to go with Peter Wright, but I'm going to go 3-2. I think it goes all the way. I think it goes all the way, all the distance. We have a last leg decided right at the end, but I'm going to go with Peter Wright um, just, to, just to nick it um, 3-2, but I'm expecting a, a high-quality game.
0: Indeed, I think I'm going to go the other way. I've been really impressed with Peter Wright. Love the fact he's putting her on. Love the fact he's somewhere back to his best. But Searle is just a bit of a juggernaut when he gets going. And if he finds the range on that top, as he is so capable of doing, I just don't see Peter Wright being able to stem the flow at any point. I don't think he's got that game-changing moment in him at the moment. So I'm going to say Sir and I'm going to say win this one 3-1. Uh Bob says he- heavy metal 3-1. Matthew's going round 3-2 as well. Nobody in the chat room backing. Uh, Peter Wright. Uh, match number three. Uh, if Chris Dobie manages to come down from Cloud 9 after the football result tonight, he will take on Michael Van Gerwen in the second round of the World Grand Prix tomorrow night. Um, this could go anyway, couldn't it?
2: It, it very much could go anywhere. Um, it, it it all depends, doesn't it, on who turns up on the night. I mean, will it be a case of Chris Dobie throws a tonne-plus average but MVG throws a tonne-plus average and beats him, as always happens? Or do we just see the utter brilliance of Chris Dobie blowing Michael Van Gogh away, which I can't necessarily see him blow him away. I'm going to go Michael Van Gogh in 3-2. Um, it could be a long night tomorrow night if if we're going the distance in in the majority of them. Um, I could, I just feel like maybe we're going to be sat here talking about another another game that Chris Dobie that slips away from Chris Dobie because these he's been outperformed by by his opponent. But I think MVG wins, um, but he scraps through this one. Oh, I
0: also think Van Gogh wins, but I think it's a little bit wider. I think he wins this one three one for me. Um... Impressed with Doby, Really do like him. I think he's settling with the darts quite nicely. But I just think Van Gerwen has that something about him right now. And that's where I'm going. 3-1 to the Green Machine, who seems to be on a bit of a rampage. Uh, right. Now, Matthew says MVG 3-0. Uh, Bob says MVG 3-0. Derby won't be able to play good after the match. Like, did he go all the way up to Newcastle and then back down again? I think he may have. He did. <laughs> Yeah, brave man. But what a night. That would have been fair play to him. Love the fact that he's got that going for him right now as well. Uh, on to the final match of tomorrow night. And what a battle this could be as well. Uh, Ross Smith, the European champion for now, until we head to the finals in a couple of weeks' time, uh, takes on the former Masters champion and Premier League runner-up, Joe Cullen.
2: If, if again, if going back to of historical matches if if they have anything to say in how the game is gonna go, I expect it to be a very, very tight game. Um because the last five times that they've played each other on the Euro tour, on at the at the players' championship, it has been 6-4, 6-5. That's just how the game has gone. I'm expecting it to be a tight game. I think Joe Cullen wins. Again, I'm gonna go 3-2. Um I think Ross Smith again, it, what form he he can produce on stage. We we all know what he's like, what he's capable of, especially by beating Johnny Clayton, which is no mean feat. But yeah, I would expect Joe Cullen to get the job done. Um, but it it could it could go either way. If I'm proven wrong, then there's no there's no you know there's no complaints because both players are, are unbelievable. Um, you just hope that both come out firing because if they do, we could be in for a, a really high quality uh, finale.
0: Yeah, we could. I think we saw glimpses of just how capable Ross Smith is in that victory over former champion um, Johnny Clayton in the previous round. Equally, though, uh, Joe Collum was very, very good in his two-nil defeat of Mike De Decker. Um, I fancy Ross Smith. And I think he'll win 3-1. <laughs> I just think he looks very, very good recently. Um, I think he's steady enough on the scoring. I don't think Eva is going to be magnificent. I don't think he is going to blow the other way on finishing in or getting out or, or either way. Um, but I just think his scoring power right now is so heavy, even if he does have a moment or two where he does struggle to get in for a leg. I don't expect him to be out of it at mm. all. I, I don't think Ross Smith is ever out of a leg at the moment because he hits so many 180s and his scoring power is so big if that first start is standing up in the treble properly. Don't get me wrong, Joe Cullen is more than capable of doing that as well. But I just feel like where Joe Cullen's action is so much more about feel than it is about lining anything up, if he's slightly off it, then he's off it, whereas Ross Smith has that ability to just turn it back on again. Um, so I'm going Ross Smith and I'm going to go 3-1 in this one. Uh, Bob says 50-50, but the Rockstar will win 3-2. Matthew says Smith 3-1. Right, as promised, we do have Michael Smith's post-match press conference interview or short snippet of that reminder. They are available in full on our YouTube channel. Uh, so here is what the bully boy had to say.
1: Uh, the new reason it's been a quiet year is because I wanted to celebrate while I've won. And I'm not going to shy away from the fact we work so hard in the PDC. And it's not only playing playing darts, we do media, we do everything else. Playing, we just got to travel the day before and it's part and parcel of the game. And the minute I stop doing that is the minute I know I'm playing bad. And that's why no one wants me. And yes, this year I've enjoyed myself. I've been partying, I've been all day with the family, with the kids. Now it's time to work again, and I've given everyone a free ride for eight months, and now it's time I come back now, and I'm not bothered about what I'm doing the media side of the thing. I'm trying to find my game again, and now being this Grand Prix, I'm starting to find it again. It's we always said this was going to be the first one that I won, like my first major, and then I won the Grand Slam in the worlds, and it's it's got to give, and if I win this. That's another one I got over Gary Anderson as well, because he's not won it as well. That was the main thing. Gary's never won the Grand Slam, that was his favourite event. And as much as we've been through, me and Gary are still really good mates, and I still compete with him. And this is another one that I need to get over him as well. And hopefully, when I win this, he'll come back as well, and we can have more competitions again
0: interesting from michael smith bigging up that relationship that him and gary have had for a long long time uh using it as something to spur him on in tournaments where gary hasn't succeeded imagine that uh, but that was michael bully boy smith and that is the end of tonight's show a big big thank you to everybody that has joined us live or to anybody listening back as an audio only podcast we know this show is popular with you guys who are working through the day And want a quick roundup of what occurred last night before play gets underway this evening for you. Uh, Big thank you to everybody that has helped on our broadcaster, Charlie, for joining me this evening. And to all of you in the chat and for joining us live. Uh, Reminder, we're back tomorrow night. Similar time uh, for day number four of the Grand Prix. Uh, Dan and I believe Lee tomorrow night bringing you a review of all the action. Uh, I'll be taking some well-deserved time off, even if I do say so myself. Uh, Super Series is back tomorrow, Groups B and C, after Luke Little had smashed up Group A once again. Uh, Joint record average in leg difference for Luke the Nuke. Uh, Everybody else will be competing to try and join him on Saturday night at finals night. Uh, You can tune into the action from half past one on the Moda Super Series YouTube channel might even be one o'clock. I should know that. I tend to work on it. I think it's one. We'll go with one. uh, If you're not awake, whatever. Carry on. Uh, And we'll be back with the Live Lounge on Monday night next week. We'll have a full review of the tournament this week. Look ahead uh, to the final European Tour action. uh, Break down all the big ranking movements. And hopefully have a decent guest on for you as well. Uh, Once again, big thank you to everybody who's watched us tonight. And we'll see you all very, very soon.